What is up everyone and welcome to 20 something with Brianna Mulhern. For those that are new here, my name is Brianna. Help me navigate my 20s between completing my PhD, moving to a new city and all the drama that you encounter when you're 20 something. Well, what's up everyone and welcome back to episode 2 of 20 something. I'm very excited to be making another episode and I'm excited to get into this one. But before I really get into it, I just kind of wanted to share something that has made me realise the downsides of adulting this week. Maybe like, I don't know, a little weekly thought. So it's just came to my realisation that now that I live in a different country, that I have to buy my own advent calendar for Christmas. Now, this is the first time I've ever had to do this. Like my mum even bought me and my housemate one last year and sent them to Dublin with me in the November um, I still haven't bought the advent calendar and it's now the 5th of December, you know, I'm five days late and I think the main reason I haven't bought it is because I'm almost like in protest against growing up and moving country and starting a PhD was more than enough for me and I think the advent calendar situation has slightly tipped me over the edge and I've somehow managed to ruin my own Christmas but honestly, who buys their own advent calendar? Like, is this a prank? Because genuinely it's not funny. And if you're listening to this and you buy your own advent calendar, what a sad little life, Jane. Okay? What a sad little life. Because I I don't think I can cope with this. But anyway, there's my thought of the week for you all to just digest there and cry about with me. But back to the purpose of what this episode was meant to be. So last week I put a question box out on my Instagram story asking people to ask me questions pretty much about absolutely anything, whether it was about my general life, like my PhD, moving away from home, pretty much anything about me and my life. And I've gotten a few to go through today in this episode, which I'm very excited about. So let's get into it. So question one was, what is your five-year vision for yourself? I'm not gonna lie to you, this one scared the shit out of me um, and it forced me to think because I've only really gotten plans for during my PhD rather than after. So in the next three years I'll be researching concussion biomechanics and professional rugby league. So within those three years I envision myself, you know, publishing papers on the topic of concussion in the sports science world. I see myself travelling the world to different conferences and I suppose a goal within the three years of the PhD is to maybe actually present at one of those conferences too but... Once I finish my PhD, I'll be 26 and to be honest with you, I have zero clue what comes next for me and I find comfort in not knowing what's to come because realistically, I'm not going to know right now and I probably still won't know at 26. I think um, a lot of people in academia hate this question because there's just so much uncertainty of their plans after their studies but I don't think this question pisses me off just yet. It probably will but at the moment it's fine. But lots of people in work and, you know, my new job with the team have asked me this question and they want to know what my goals are post PhD. And I don't really know what to tell them because I like to think that one month into study and it's okay for me maybe not to have an answer to this question. Um, In five years time, I'll be 28 and I like to think that I have some personal goals or visions for myself um, outside of the PhD rather than just what job I'll be in. So I think I plan on potentially having my own house by 28 and maybe even engaged. Like I never thought I'd say that, but you know, <laughs> yeah, maybe I will be engaged if my boyfriend can stick me for another five years. Um, I also like to think that maybe by 28, I'll have a little bit more figured out in my personal life. But I try not to dwell on questions like this because I think the fun in the journey of like your 20s is not knowing what's coming really. And that's the interesting part for me.
So question two is, why did you stay with Ulster University for your master's and PhD? Did you look elsewhere? So I completed my undergraduate degree at Ulster University in sport and exercise science. And during my placement year at the sports surgery clinic as a biomechanics intern, I started looking at master's programs and I looked mainly in Ireland as I didn't really see myself moving away overly far from home. And I was interested in a few programs in DCU in Dublin. Um, and I saw a few in UCC in Cork as well. But during my final year, I think that that's whenever I realised that I wanted to stay with Ulster. You know, like my experience to date at Ulster Uni has been the best that I could possibly ask for. And the support that I received during my undergrad, especially with finishing final year during a global pandemic, it was second to none. You know, I had lecturers helping me with stats for modules that they didn't even teach. And I had many Skype calls for constant support, both academically and emotionally. And from then, I kind of knew that completing a master's program there was going to be my decision. Whenever it came to the PhD, though, at the beginning of me deciding that I wanted to do a PhD, I had no idea what topic I wanted it to be on. All I knew is that I wanted it to be in the biomechanics area. Um, I had actually applied for another PhD at Loughborough University in England before applying for my current title. Um, and it was looking at ACL injury within an NHS setting. And I thought that, you know, because I worked in the clinic dealing mainly with ACL injury, that this was the route for me. But my application was rejected and I didn't even get an interview. And um, that was probably in July or August of this year. And after that, I kind of stopped applying for titles straight away. Rejection's never really a nice feeling. And I think that being rejected from, from Loughborough, like despite all of my experience in the area of ACL injury, it made me kind of wonder whether I was cut out for a PhD or whether I was cut out for research. And then a couple of weeks later, my friend Jill actually sent me through the title of the PhD I'm currently doing. And it, is, it was with Ulster Uni. And, you know, she said, like, you should apply for this. And I didn't even really second guess it. The topic was interesting. You know, it was in concussion. It was in biomechanics. And it was with the university that I've been with my entire higher education. So it kind of felt like a no brainer. So I applied and obviously we all know how that went. Um, I'm now sitting in my apartment making this podcast and I'm very thankful that Jill believed in me in a time when I didn't at all. And, you know, turns out the rejection was redirection after all. Question three was, how will you deal with your goals changing as you progress through your 20s? And how will you deal with finding solace and learning about who you are? This question was really fucking deep, but I did really like this one. You know, it made me think. And I think as I progress through my 20s, my goals are 100% going to change because I'm going to mature and I'm going to change. I'm going to have different opinions on things as I progress and get older. And that's only natural. But I think the main goal in the next few years for finishing the PhD won't change but I think the personal goals might depend on how my 20s go like I might change my timeline a few times for things like buying the house getting married picking somewhere to settle all that sort of stuff and you know I might even do a 180 on my career who knows but I think all of that is part of growing up and part of finding out who you are I feel like over the next three years I'm probably going to learn a lot about myself and a lot about my character and it's going to be a cuffed couple of years and mentally challenging. You know, PhDs can often be quite lonely at times. And I think I'll learn a lot about myself when it comes to those hard times. Like, you know, how resilient am I really? And do I know when to give myself a break? Can I cope with massive amounts of stress and massive amounts of pressure? Those are things I'm looking forward to figuring out about myself, really. Because, you know, I, I dealt well with things during my undergrad and my master's. And, 
you know, during my master's, I was working full time and studying full time. But I think a PhD is a different type of stress. So I'm looking forward to kind of figuring all of that out. You know, I know right now that I'm headstrong. I'm really, really sensitive at times and I have massive opinions and I'm not afraid to share them. And I know what I deserve in life. And those are things that I've only learned about myself over the last three years. You know, when I was 18, 19, I didn't know my worth as much as I do now. And, you know, I look back on past relationships and past friendships and I let a lot of things slide and I let people get me down and believe them when they said I couldn't do something or wasn't good enough for something. You know, I gave out far too many second chances in all aspects of relationships and when in reality I should have just cut ties earlier with those people because those relationships and friendships held a lot of negativity in my life and you know there's a quote I love and it goes something like the best part about looking back is when you realize how far you've come and you know I suppose hindsight's always a great thing and looking at where I'm at now compared to where I was at 18, 19 you know I'm proud of the woman that I'm becoming and I know that as my 20s progress I will certainly evolve more and that's comforting to know that I still have so much progress to make. Question four is advice on making new friends. I am not going to lie to you. I lol whenever I seen this question because honestly, I'm also asking this one every single day of my life. And I think making new friends, especially in your 20s, is really fucking hard to do. Like, I think that at this age, you know, at 23 anyway, people still have their groups of friends they've had since they were maybe 18 and they've started their undergrad degree and they've went to college and they've made these friends and some people are even friends with their school friends you know they still catch up with their school friends and I look back at the people I went to school with and I I don't keep in contact with anybody from school and as sad as that is that's just how life went you know I had different plans and different goals than a lot of my friends in school and yeah, I haven't stayed in contact with any of them. Like the only friend I think I've had for like the longest time is my best friend, Tara. But like we grew up together, like we've been friends since we were five and like we grew up a couple houses up from each other on the same street. So she's maybe the only friend that I've had consistently from a tiny, tiny, tiny toddler, Brianna. Like, <laughs> But I think maybe the best thing that I can think of is to be yourself, like approach new people, start conversations with new people think maybe if you're in uni you could join like a club or society like I've started playing pick up basketball and hold to meet new friends because a sporting context seems to be easier for me to meet new people and it's probably a better way to find common ground with other people that are interested in the same sport as me but yeah it is a question that I also would like the answer to so if anyone has the answer to that please let me know Question five was, would young Brianna be proud of 23-year-old Brianna? This question I wanted to leave to the end because I, I found it quite quite an emotional question, but also kind of a funny question. I think if you could sit like 15-year-old me down and like show me some clips of what life would be like for me now, I would probably laugh in your face. And like genuinely, like I would laugh in your face because there was no way back then that I pictured myself doing, you know, like a science degree or being like a woman in STEM. And, you know, I hated science and maths in school. I was shite at them as well. Like I sat my maths GCSE four times before I passed it. And I failed my physics exam in fifth year and only completed my science GCSE when I was sixth year because I had to repeat that exam. Um, which meant that, you know, at A-level, I couldn't do a science A-level. But 
or horror Mabsday level. Not that the school probably would have let me because of how many times I sat the GCSE. But I think if you would have told the Brianna then that she'd go on to like study a bachelor's, a master's and a PhD, she probably would have laughed in your face and told you to piss off, like genuinely. Um, I think she'd also be stunned at the fact that I've, you know, packed my bags and moved country to pursue a PhD. I think moving country has been a huge insight to my character. You know, before I left, I was out with my parents and I was talking to my dad about moving country and, you know, starting this new chapter. And he told me, like, this is a direct quote, by the way, it takes balls just to pick up your life and move country, Brianna. And you know what? I, I agreed with him because it takes a certain level of balls to pick up your stuff at 23 years old, you know, leave your family, your friends and your boyfriend behind to start a new chapter completely alone. So yeah, younger Brianna would be quite proud of how far she's actually come at this point anyway. And you know, the hard work has finally paid off. So that's the end of the questions for today. Some of them really made me think, that's for sure. And I've really enjoyed answering them. And hopefully you've taken something useful from this episode and maybe you got to know me a little bit better. Um, I suppose if you've managed to stay this long, thank you for listening. And I will see you in the next one. Bye.